Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. Welcome to Transfer Hub where we talk about Aston Villa's rumours, links, noise, incomings and outgoings at Aston Villa. So we're going to talk about the link of Gabriel Osho, but we're also going to talk about profit and sustainability, which is the hot topic of the Premier League at the minute. The new profit and sustainability has changed its name from FFP, basically. And I think... You know, we'll start with FFP and profit and sustainability, and then we'll move on to the Gabriel Osho uh, link and rumour to Aston Villa. And so, you know, profit and sustainability, FFP, it's a big pain, isn't it? It's a big pain for any club with ambition that wants to spend money. Um, you are hamstrung by being able to spend Basically, what you make is what you can spend, and it gives you that leeway to do so. You a big team at the minute who are in the press are Newcastle, who have announced losses and also want to spend money, also have very, very deep pockets, but they're not allowed to spend their money because of profit and sustainability. News came out yesterday that they may have to sell three of their, or one of three of their big assets in Botman, Gomez, and Isaac. One of those might have to be sold in the summer to make leeway for them to be able to spend a bit again and go up that ladder and try and reach a top six status. Um, and I think that's led me on to, you know, thinking a little bit about Aston Villa and thinking about this profit and sustainability. And I think the big worry for most clubs now is... Everton and their 10-point deduction. Nottingham Forest are going to find out their fate. Everton are going to find out their fate again in a couple of weeks, I think, because they are have got more charges to their name. So we'll have to see what goes on. Is their points deduction going to get reduced after they've appealed? We don't know yet. So the real benchmark has been set with Everton. And I think unlike the past where teams have probably overspent and there's been not really much punishment. When you start seeing teams get 10 points deducted, that opens the eyes of everybody because you start thinking, well, we don't want that to happen to us. So I think a lot of clubs now are really starting to look and think, are we close to this line here? Have we got to look after ourselves and watch what we spend? And I think like every club barring the top six, big six, are, are in that position where they're constantly having to look what they spend. And I think Aston Villa are one of those clubs. Uh, you know, we can't just go out and spend endless amounts of money. We've got to fall within a remit of uh, basically how much money the club's making offsetting how much we're allowed to spend. So I think, you know, looking at Ever looking at Newcastle, sorry, and, and looking at the position that they're in, um, you know, that links came out about Solanke. Is that them trying to have a look at Solanke to sell one of their big stars? So I think Newcastle have got issues that they're trying to trying to work around as well. And I think when we're looking at Aston Villa and, and looking at our model and the model that we know that's happening is Villa are trying to be clever. We're trying to work our way around it. We're trying to live within our means to make sure that we can spend money. And, and yesterday's episode, I spoke about the academy. And I think today we're speaking about the academy because using the academy 
is a great way of working around FFP. So let's forget about we want to have academy players coming through. We want them to be playing in the first team. We can all agree that we all want that to happen. We all want that to happen. In an ideal world, every single season, one player from the academy makes it through into the first team. But in reality, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, does it? It happens one in every five seasons, maybe. So the way I think Villa have looked at it is they've looked at buying young players from different clubs, sending them on a pathway on loan deals, and then making profit and money on those players. Finazaz, 2.5 million. Cameron Archer, 18, 19, 20 million. Bidace, 5 million. Chukamaker, 20 million. So all these little... 20s, 10s, 15s are all helping Aston Villa in the long run negate profit and sustainability. And I think that model is key for Aston Villa succeeding because the alternative is something probably where we've been before, where you start losing key assets. So for us to make money at this moment in time, we're, we're doing it quite well because we, we're working with the academy. We are sort of doing things well on that front. And, you know, there may there may be a time in the future where we are in the same position as Newcastle, where we have to sell one of our prized assets to make way for future spending. So, you know, that that's all something I think we, we've all got to be mindful of, of happening in the future. But I think by using our academy as a tool to make money and generate money is is absolutely massive for Villa. And like I say, we're not having to sell key, key players. And I think that's absolutely massive. The other thing is this season is absolutely huge. I've spoke about this so much this season and people keep asking me, Luke, would you rather win the Europa Conference League or qualify for the Champions League? Would you rather win the FA Cup or qualify for the Champions League? And you know, I will say, qualify for the Champions League 110%. That is absolutely massive for Aston Villa Football Club to qualify for this Champions League. We all want to see Villa win things for our personal gain. For our personal gain of supporting Villa in our lifetime, that is absolutely huge. But what the Champions League is going to do for our club is open so many more avenues. Getting through to the Champions League, Champions League group stage, absolutely massive. Getting out of the group stage, absolutely massive. Winning games in the Champions League, absolutely huge. It's generating millions and millions of pounds. You talk about TV revenue. I'm going to show you a graphic in a second. Qualify for the Champions League. You're on TV even more. The Champions League for this club is the next step, and it has to be the next step for Aston Villa to grow. And I think qualifying for it is so important. On and off the pitch, commercial revenue, match day revenue, broadcasting, the whole package, this Champions League is huge, absolutely huge. And that is also one way of Aston Villa getting around this profit and sustainability by being in the elite, elite competition. 
So that for me is huge. So I'm going to show you a graphic now on screen. And this is from Kieran Maguire, The Price of Football. And it is fascinating to have a look at. So we're going to run through it together. We'll have a little look. And we're going to see the stark contrast between Aston Villa and the Big Six. So shout out to Kieran Maguire, Price of Football. So here you can see we have a, a league table of Premier League teams. Some teams have been relegated, some haven't. So 2023, on the first column, you can see revenue. Manchester United's revenue, 648 million. Manchester City's revenue, 713 million. Newcastle, 250. Liverpool, 594. Chelsea, 481. Aston Villa, 178 million. So revenue. So you can see Manchester United, 648. Aston Villa, 178. Match day, Manchester United, 136. Aston Villa, 16 million. Manchester United, 136 million. Aston Villa, 16 million. Broadcasting, 299 million for Manchester City, 209 for Manchester United. Aston Villa, 123 million. So we then go on having a look now at commercial revenue. Manchester United, 303. Man City, 341. Liverpool, 247. Newcastle, 47. Aston Villa, 39 million. So commercial revenue, broadcast rights, hospitality falls into all of those categories. And Villa are at 39. So I can see, I can understand why Aston Villa are looking at concepts like the lower grounds, the terrace view, to increase our match day, commercial revenue, hospitality, because you can see from this chart that Aston Villa are currently night and day between the so-called big six. Yes, on a match day, we want basic food to improve we want we want concourses to improve we want toilet facilities to improve we want match day experience to improve but the club's got to strive to go in a different direction to be able to compete with the clubs that we are looking to try and compete with in a top four picture so i think it's just important to look at it's important to see where we are it's important to compare ourselves you know we should always be looking to strive to be at the very top and at the very highest level and we should look at the clubs that are at that level so this graphic is is really really you know important to look at if we look at commercial revenue money earned from advertising partnerships with other brands promoting brands through shirt logos brand banners broadcasting revenue money earned from tv rights deals the more the club is on TV, the more money it will earn. So you're on Champions League, you are at the pinnacle of European football, you're going to be earning more money. So I think, you know, we've, we've got to remember that, you know, the club that we love, the club that we fall in love with, the club that I started going to watch Villa in, looks completely different to the club that it is now. And it's about Aston Villa now finding that next level in taking us to a level that we've not been at before. And, and that is the direction that the club is going in. We may make mistakes on the way, but 
hopefully if we make those mistakes and then we can sort of learn from those mistakes and go in different directions. You know, I want our club to be at the top end of the Premier League. And you can see from this graphic that currently we're not competing with those teams off the football pitch. On the football pitch, yes, we are. But off the pitch, we're a million miles off it. So decisions, key decisions have got to be made. Adidas, massive name, one tick, perfect, brilliant. And we now need to start seeing different brands and companies now working with Aston Villa. And yeah, I can see why the North Stand wasn't a necessity because spending all that money for something that is going to bring long-term gain, yes, but we've got so much work to do and it's important that that work gets done and we're utilising our money in the right areas at this moment in time. So hopefully you've enjoyed that little bit of profit and sustainability, a little bit of a chat on it, a little bit of you know, looking at where we are, potential things that we might have to do in the future. But one thing's for sure, we're in great hands with Unai Emery. So that is amazing. So while you are all here, Gabriel Osho from Luton Town is a player that has been linked with a move to Aston Villa. This is coming from, let me just find the little source for you so you can all see where it is coming from. And this move potentially would time with where I am going with the direction of this episode. So Oak Road Hatter, our mates who came on for the opposition preview, uh, Aston Villa and Crystal Palace are tracking Luton Town defender Gabriel Osho. The 25-year-old has delivered consistent eye-catching performances of late and fellow Premier League clubs have been taking notice. That's from Dean Jones Soccer. So Osho, Player that I've been impressed with since he played at Villa Park. Athletic, quick, versatile, can play in many different positions. And I think that's important for a new Emery system. Can play at left centre-back, can play at right back. Has played at defensive midfield as well. So he can play across that back line. And one thing to note is that his contract is up in the summer. So this may be coming because he might be signing a new deal for Luton. But... Savvy Business would tell me that if we can start talking to a player, get him on a free in the summer, no fee will be paid. Then FFP, working, being clever, being savvy. And I think he would be a really, really good option for Aston Villa. He's athletic, like I say. He's quick. He's dominant, like what I've seen so far from him. So I think this may be a clever, savvy move for Aston Villa. And I think we are going to start to do clever things within markets. And I think we already are kind of doing those within markets anyway. So, um, yeah, so we'll have a look at his player profile then on uh, sofa score as normal. So 25 years of age, right-footed, right-footed player coming to Villa. Uh, market value is at 1 million. He's defending, he's rated 71. He can play at uh, centre-back and uh, right-back. So far this season, he has a sofa score rating of 6.84. If you look at his games against Brentford, Arsenal and Newcastle, very, very good performances, predominantly on that left-hand side, uh, playing as a left centre-back. He's played nine games, started nine since coming back from injury. He scored one goal. 
We have got passing accuracy of 80 in his own half, 89. Opposition half, he's got 57. We have got defending stats, 1.8 interceptions per game, 1.6 tackles per game, 4.6 recoveries per game, 5.1 clearances per game. So he's doing a lot of defending. But I think we can all admit we all really like Luton. I like Luton. I think they're a good team. I like them. Uh, successful dribbles, 67%. Total draws won, 48%. Ground draws won, 55%. Aerial draws won, 41%. We have got his value here at £1 million on transfer market. And as you can see, his contract expires on the 30th of June, 2024. So he has played for... Um, Reading under 21s, he's played for Yeovil Town, he has played for Rochdale, he did really good on his spell at Rochdale as well, and he did get promoted with Luton. So if we have a look at his stats per 90, some of the stats that catch my eye, 1.86 interceptions, 2.20 blocks, clearances 5.57, really good defender, uh, doing some really, really good stuff with Luton. And I think that's just, you know, it's it I think sometimes when you when when you say to fans, oh, we, we were signing this player on a free and 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 etc., and you think, oh, what we got no money, you can't you can't lack no ambition. Is that where we are right now? I just think it's just being clever, and and I and I keep saying this, and I'll keep saying it, is that we're we're building for the future with Unai. And I think, yes, when he said about players coming in and just sort of they're only coming in if they're better than what we've got, we've still got to think long-term gain as well and start thinking about, you know, building a, a fully functioning, proper squad. Um, and I think so far this season, the squad's done well. But for me, there's too many players that are playing every single game. And I think when we start getting into deeper competitions, etc., and we want to go on all fronts, I think we've got to start seeing slightly a little bit more rotation with some of those players. Um, so, you know, it's like McGinn plays every game, Luis pretty much has to play every game, Kamara, etc. So, you know, this squad needs to be fine-tuned, I think, and, and get a little bit, little bit thicker and a bit denser. Uh, so those are some of my thoughts. You may disagree with everything that I've said. That's fair enough. Uh, but you may agree and you may, I, I may have sparked a conversation and that's what I try to do. I offer my thoughts and then you guys can run with it in the comment section and, and just go in what direction you want to go with it. So hopefully I do my job by sparking a conversation and then you guys can, you know, can chat amongst yourselves in comment sections, etc. Uh, so I think it's exciting. By no means are we in F profit and sustainability problems. We're okay. But I think it's just like every club, you've got to look at the big picture and, and be very clever and work around things. I think as we get into better competitions, we will be getting more money coming in and then we will be able to spend more money. And that's how I see it working. So, you know, the on-field stuff has got a, a meet a target and then the off-field stuff can grow and the club can grow. So I think we're in really good place, um, but it's about being mindful and it's about, you know, looking at that all-round bigger picture. 
So hopefully you've enjoyed the rumor. Hopefully you've enjoyed the profit and sustainability chat. Uh, we will have the opposition preview is going to be out tomorrow. Um, so cheers, everyone who's been enjoying the content. You are all legends on this channel. I appreciate you all. If you've got this far and you haven't subscribed, subscribe, smash a like and up the villa.